all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. And today, we're talking healthy poops. Welcome to the School of Doza, everyone. What an absolute pleasure it is to meet with you every week. I care so much about each and every single listener. And I hope that you can hear that through each medium I'm putting my work on. If you want to join our next group consult, tickets are only $30. It's June 1st, 5 p.m. Central Time. And there's going to be a link in the description. I'll let you know when the next one is. And after that, when um, when you join us uh, for the June 1st one, we should be doing them, I think, bi-weekly. And this is an affordable way to get advice from a a holistic practitioner like myself. Now, you can ask me any question you want, and I hope you join me on the next one. Second, if you're not signed up for the Nurse Doza newsletter, please do. That's another way to get your questions answered every other week because my team helps pick out three questions to answer in the newsletter, and it's a Q&A style. You'll be surprised how much you can learn there, so make sure you sign up at mswlounge.com. And third, well, let's get into it. We are talking how to have healthier poops, how to go more often, and how to poop out those perfect long brown banana, otherwise known as number four on the Bristol stool chart. Healthy poops are important because it's a sign of good health. Let's improve your life. Here are five ways to start pooping healthier. Classes in session. The first tip for healthier pooping is to try pooping first thing in the morning. Most people usually skip this part of their day. And I say this is the most vital part of their day. When you wake up first thing in the morning, your body has just hopefully detoxed the brain because that's what sleep does. And when you sleep, you can detox inflammation, toxins that don't belong in your body. And when you go to the bathroom first thing in the morning, you're getting rid of all the things that don't belong in your body. That's why I say you need to try to get a bowel movement first thing in the morning because you're basically doing a brain dump. And if you think about your sleep patterns, a lot of people will refer to their circadian rhythm and understand that sleep is vital for overall health, but they understand that sleep is vital for something called the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm is a process that helps us restore function throughout the entire body. It's a daily reset that our brain does in order to control how our body responds to stress. And a 24-hour circadian rhythm will incorporate a little bit of sleep in there, but that sleep goes a long way. When you wake up first thing in the morning, you're adding to the total 24-hour circadian rhythm cycle that includes getting rid of waste and toxins that do not belong in your body. And healthier pooping means pooping first thing in the morning to get rid of the waste that doesn't belong in your body so you can start your day correctly. 
I love talking about the circadian rhythm and sleep because when you sleep, it's almost like this thing that gets deprived most of the time in people and it's this debt that will never get paid off. But if you can retrain your body to poop first thing in the morning, I almost imagine you can retrain your body to sleep better at night. And imagine if I said you'll get to sleep better at night if you just poop first thing in the morning, would that change your approach on how you approach your poops? And I smile as I say this because pooping, like I said, is a sign of health. And so I want you to go a little bit further into it. When you go first thing in the morning, how many times are you going first thing in the morning? And also keep in mind because when you're able to go to the bathroom, your body is relaxed. And when you're relaxed after hopefully a night's rest, you can go to the bathroom very easily. Hopefully constipation isn't an issue. My best friend Baldo tells me he goes two or three times in the morning. And it's fascinating because I didn't know that it was possible for people to go that often in the morning. And so it was fascinating because I would ask him questions like, well, how do you feel afterwards? And what does it look like? And, you know, like, you know, are you, you know, is this healthy, right? You know, like, do you feel good afterwards? And the answer was always yes. And it was always positive. And I noticed that if I can train my body to do that in the morning too, then imagine what else can I train my body to do? Because I also think about this too. Let's get into it. What are you doing while you're sitting on the toilet first thing in the morning if you're going to the bathroom? And this is fascinating because me personally, I know what it's like to have a family. And it's really hard to have time for yourself first thing in the morning. And if you're going to the bathroom first thing in the morning, guess what? You have time for yourself. And if you get up first thing from sleep and go straight to the bathroom, which most people do, you imagine that you're getting rid of things that don't belong to your body, but you're in a relaxed state. This is a vital time for your brain to do something called neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is the ability to rewire your brain. And it's weird that I'm talking about this scientific you know, occurrence while you were sitting on the throne, probably you know, listening to this podcast, but this is the most vital point of your day. This is the opportunity to change your thinking and change your thought patterns. And if you're sitting on the toilet scrolling through social media or looking at an email or a text message that doesn't serve you, my friend, you're missing the boat. When you're on the toilet first thing in the morning, this is your time. This is your time to do whatever you want for a few minutes. If you choose to give this time to yourself, as weird as it sounds, a lot of people might pray. They might have a to-do list in their head. The old idea was you used to read the paper because you're relaxed and it's time for, it's like your little office, they say, right? It's your space and your peace for five or 10 minutes. And a lot of times I am just enjoying the fact that I'm able to do this first thing in the morning. And if I get in and out, that's one thing, but I know this is part of my day. And it's like making your bed at this point, making your bed, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth. And it all helps produce healthy cycles of sleep. This is why I say healthy pooping first thing in the morning will benefit your overall health because eventually healthy pooping first thing in the morning also leads to healthy sleep at night. Tip number two for healthy pooping, glutamine first thing in the morning. L-glutamine is an essential amino acid. L-glutamine is the most abundant amino acid in our body. L-glutamine is one of my favorite supplements because it directly helps the digestive tract. 
And for people who have problems going to the bathroom, they have the need to take supplements or they have tried supplements or they have tried and listened to a lot of things because they need help going to the bathroom. Well, L-glutamine should be one of the things that you try if you have digestive issues. L-glutamine has been shown in studies to directly help fuel the digestive tract. It is the preferred source of energy and fuel for the digestive tract. And L-glutamine also in research has been shown to help improve the gut barrier, which is known as your intestinal lining. And when people have irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, if they have leaky gut syndrome, they have dysfunctional gut barriers and they have an increased inflammation in their digestive tract. And what's fascinating about this is whenever someone has digestive issues like constipation or diarrhea, they most likely have leaky gut or they've had irritable bowel syndrome. And if they have this long enough, it can lead to things like Crohn's and colitis. And a lot of the times while this is occurring, keep in mind, there's no traditional medication that will improve the digestive tract lining. And if there's direct problems with the gut barrier and the integrity of the digestive tract lining, L-glutamine has been shown to improve the integrity of the gut lining. And this is not just one study. I have countless studies that have shown that the supplementation orally L-glutamine will help improve the digestive tract by improving the gut barrier. If you have leaky gut syndrome, I have studies that show that it will help your leaky gut. How many people you think in this country have leaky gut? I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I have to imagine that if I were to do a rough poll myself for people walking in the door here at MSW Lounge, if I polled 10 different people and said, how many of you think you have digestive issues? I bet you seven out of eight of them might say it, but really probably eight or nine of them really do because some of them don't realize they have digestive issues because they feel like going to the bathroom and I say pooping, maybe once every two or three days is normal. That's not normal. Healthy poops means that you go consistently when you want to and you can count on your fingers how many times you've gone in the last couple of days. And for most people, that's not the case. That's not the norm. I've asked some people how often they go to the bathroom and they will tell me it takes some days sometimes in between bowel movements. Can you imagine? And maybe you, this is you right now. And, I, and I'm feeling for you right now because let's just think about this for a moment. Not being able to poop for two days is not a good sign of health. You should be able to poop daily. You should be able to poop after meals. You should be able to poop first thing in the morning because your body's relaxed and you're able to go to the bathroom easily. So it goes back to the idea that if you have dysfunction anywhere in your digestive tract, which starts in your mouth and ends in your anus, there might be dysfunction with the food that you're consuming that's processing throughout the digestive tract. As you consume your cheeseburger or your french fries and you turn it into poop, it has to process through your mouth, through your esophagus, it has to process through your stomach, your intestines, and it comes out your colon. And if you don't poop out the fast food burger quick enough, that processed food stays in your digestive tract. 
and it becomes toxin or toxic. And what's fascinating is if you don't eat, your digestive tract becomes healthier. When you eat, you put more damage and stress on your digestive tract because remember, you have to absorb the cheeseburger and the french fries in your digestive tract. And in the process, you've poked holes in your digestive tract. Gluten directly contributes to things like leaky gut, which is holes or which are holes in your digestive tract. And if you have holes in your digestive tract, imagine it's like flooring at your house. If you walked around your house, and you had a bunch of holes in the flooring, you would fall through the cracks. Well, that's what happens with food when leaky gut syndrome and constipation and diarrhea or a fast food processed diet. You have holes in your digestive tract. That's called leaky gut. And your food cannot just process through these open holes. They have to process through really good maintained digestive tract lining. And if there's holes in the flooring, and you can imagine now, there, there are if you've eaten fast food your whole life, you have to patch up the holes in the leaky gut. You have to patch up the holes in the flooring. L-glutamine patches up the holes in the flooring like stucco does. If you had holes in the wall and you needed to put up drywall, L-glutamine is like the drywall for the holes in the wall, which is your digestive tract. And the more that you supplement with L-glutamine, the stronger your digestive tract gets. And it doesn't take much. Most glutamine supplementation, each scoop, which is an oral powder most of the time, is around two to four grams. I love L-glutamine. I have it everything. I have it first thing in the morning. And if you have digestive issues, I suggest you do four to eight grams of L-glutamine first thing in the morning on an empty stomach with just water. Do this before you consume your vitamins, your medications. Do this before you consume food. If you have leaky gut syndrome, you do not need to eat right away. You need to give your digestive tract a break, a chance to breathe even, and recover and repair itself. Well, how is it going to repair itself if you keep eating processed foods? that are tearing up your digestive tract lining. You need to supplement with things like L-glutamine that will patch up those holes in the digestive tract. And on a side note, L-glutamine, if you've heard of this before, I said it's the most abundant amino acid in the body. It's also a precursor for muscle growth. It's been one of the top selling supplements in the bodybuilder world for years because L-glutamine helps stimulate muscle repair and muscle growth. And I love L-glutamine. I have it. I give it to my kids. L-glutamine is a precursor to something called glutathione, which is a major antioxidant the body produces. And if you think about kids, you know, they can't get a glutathione IV. It's really hard for kids to, you know, supplement oral glutathione. You can give them L-glutamine. That's one way to stimulate and improve a healthy digestive tract and an immune system. Because if you have a healthy immune system, you have a healthy digestive tract. And if you don't have a healthy digestive tract, you don't have a healthy immune system, period. Because keep in mind, your digestive tract is a security wall. When you have leaky gut, you have an inflamed wall that has holes in it and all kinds of bad things can get into your body that don't belong there. Your intestinal tract keeps things like cheeseburgers out of your body because your body was not meant for cheeseburgers. So if you look at a supplement that should be on your kitchen counter if you have digestive problems. I don't even care if you think you have digestive problems, you should probably consider taking L-glutamine. Four grams to eight grams a day will change your digestive tract forever, honestly.
The third tip for healthy pooping, I say you should stop eating dairy. Dairy is one of the most inflammatory things to ever eat. And quite honestly, as mammals, humans were not meant to consume milk from a cow and they were not meant to consume milk from, I think, at three times of the birth weight. Hence why humans are supposed to breastfeed for about 12 months. Now, dairy is a processed food. And when I say that is the milk that we're consuming now is not the same milk that we used to eat or we used to consume when we were younger. The cows that we have now in this country that make the milk and make the cheese and make the delicious dairy that you consume on a daily basis, those cows are not healthy. And the milk and the dairy that is manufactured and produced from unhealthy cows goes directly into our body and it plugs up our digestive tract. If someone is only pooping once or twice a week, which keep in mind is very unhealthy, the first thing I ask them is about their diet. What are you eating? If they're eating dairy, I tell them you have to cut out the dairy and just see if cutting out the dairy will help your poops. And this is what's really fascinating about it. If you have someone who says, this is me, I, I can't go to the bathroom consistently, I've had these problems my whole life, help me. I challenge you, change your diet. Change your diet to where you help your digestive tract and you help have healthy poops. Imagine this, cheese does not help, help you have healthy poops. It's a mouthful, but let's say it again. Cheese does not help you have healthy poops. Avocado does. Do you really need cheese on that avocado? If you're like, well, the avocado is coming with cheese on a taco and a tortilla, right? Breakfast taco. Well, let's just dissect that real quickly. It's not just the dairy itself that's the problem, right? Because dairy itself is very processed, right? And most of the dairy we consume in this country is processed. But you know what are also very processed? Tree nuts, eggs, fish, wheat, soy, and even seeds. What I just mentioned are the most common food allergies that most people will have. When people talk about food sensitivities and they talk about food allergies, there's a difference. Some people can be allergically reactive to peanuts to where they can have an anaphylactic reaction and their throat closes up and they could die. Now, a food sensitivity to a peanut is not the same. It might cause inflammation while you digest the peanut, but it might not lead to your throat closing up. And you say, okay, well, I can eat peanuts then. I should have no problem with peanuts then. It causes a little bit of inflammation. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I'll have a little bit of burping, a little bit of gas. Maybe I'll be constipated the first time I eat a very processed peanut. But I say, well, what are you eating the peanuts with? Because if you're just eating the peanuts by itself, then that's fine. Peanut butter and jelly. You know, think about a keto bar. Think about a nut bar. All those things are processed. Almonds are one of the most processed foods out there. You think about wheat, wheat's one of the most processed foods out there. And I say processed, I also say GMOs, genetically modified organisms. Wheat, peanuts, milk, all these things have been so manufactured through the assembly lines from getting it from the farm onto our plates that all those ingredients and chemicals and those systems that come with food being processed and manufactured for our liking comes with a byproduct of inflammation and dysfunction in our digestive tract. 
our body has this thing called the immune system that makes things called antibodies. Antibodies are produced in response to foods that cause inflammation in our digestive tract. When you eat peanuts and you cause an inflammation from processed peanuts, you will cause a stimulation of a production of something called an antibody. And your antibodies are like these responders in the body for immune system that are like memories. They know that next time you eat a peanut, it's going to cause inflammation in the body. So the antibodies to the peanuts you're eating stay in your body waiting around for you to eat the next peanut bar or peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And when you do eat it, I hope that it's not as processed, but it might be. And if it is, it makes that person watching and waiting for that peanut to come in the body irritated for some reason. Now stay with me on this. The antibody's job is just to let the body know that peanuts are in the body again. And if the antibody is already there watching the peanuts enter the body through the digestive tract that has leaky gut, peanuts are entering the body and if they're processed, your body doesn't like processed peanuts, doesn't like processed wheat, doesn't like processed dairy going into the body because the body doesn't process processed foods that well. Your body likes to break down real food, real food that came from nature minus all the GMO pesticides and chemicals that were injected or sprayed onto the plants or the animals to make this food for you. Most organic food should only take one or two, maybe three steps to get it from the farm onto your plate. But because we have so much processes going into food production, your body was not meant for the types of peanuts we're eating now. And when you eat peanuts that inflame your digestive tract, you release something called antibodies that makes things called immune globulins. And you can go look this up because this is fascinating. You have five of them really. IgG, IgA, IgE, there's IgM, uh, I'm forgetting another one off the top of my head right now. But the IgG, IgA, and the IgE are the ones I'll just focus on for a second. So if you're the type of person that is worried about your digestive tract, you've probably gone and had a food sensitivity test done. And you've checked all the foods that you're possibly sensitive to, not allergic, but sensitive to. And that means that you know that peanuts and soy and wheat and maybe dairy, maybe a beef, maybe a chicken egg yolk is not good for you. I did a food sensitivity test and I found out almonds and tomatoes were not good for me. And you imagine I eat pizza and salsa my whole life and I'm like, but I'm not eating peanuts, I'm not eating wheat, but tomatoes? I get the almonds because they're very processed, but I'm like, okay, let's cut out tomatoes from my diet. What happens? Well, my stomach got flatter. And I finally had a six pack for the first time in my life. And I worked really hard my whole life to get a six pack, but I never got one. Now, where's this going with the food allergies? Well, I was sensitive to tomatoes my whole life. And it took a test, like a food sensitivity test to tell me that my IgE was really elevated with tomatoes and that my IgG was really elevated with tomatoes. And I was like, what does that mean? That means I've made antibodies against tomatoes and every time I consume a tomato, my body does not like it because it's on high alert thinking that tomatoes are going to cause damage in my body once they've entered my body. If I consume tomatoes, peanuts, wheat, soy, any of these things that are inflammatory in nature, one, they cause leaky gut once they're being processed through the digestive tract, but once they've entered the bloodstream, they're going to the body, the body is now having to fight off this foreign substance, this manufactured tomato paste that comes on this thing called a pizza. 
And when I consume my favorite pizza, I consume tomatoes and it directly causes a spike of more antibody production in the body. And my body genetically doesn't do well with tomatoes. And when I spike this antibody production, I spike my sensitivity to tomatoes and I spike my inflammation in the body. And if I have inflammation in the body, if I'm spiking inflammation directly in my stomach and my digestive tract, well, I'm going to have inflammation there. I, my tomato consumption was causing arthritis and leaky gut of my digestive tract, which was causing me to gain weight. Because the second I removed tomatoes from my diet, I got a six pack for the first time in my life. I think this was in my 30s. And then I was like, okay, I went back to the food sensitivity test and I cut out almonds, right? Because that was the other thing on my thing. And, you know, I've been keto, paleo for a while. I love nuts, uh, like, you know, walnuts, cashews. And I looked at almonds. First of all, almonds a droop. It's not a nut, actually, which is interesting. And I looked at almonds. I said, well, I'm going to cut them out anyway. And so I cut out almonds and my stomach stayed flatter. And I was like, that's awesome. But when I added almonds, my stomach got bigger, like got bloated. I was like, whoa, interesting. Does that happen with tomatoes? And it did. And so I was like, whoa, this is interesting. It's not that I gain weight when I eat tomatoes. It's that my stomach gets inflamed. And so I bloat. And so then I think about food allergies and sensitivities, and you might say, well, how do I get one of these tests? Well, you can get one from our website, mswlounge.com. There's a lab testing section that you can get it from. They're a little pricey, but they're worth it. Because like I said, they're, you, know, you can order them once. And when you do, you say, okay, I'm gonna remove all these things from my diet, now what? Well, imagine you eliminate the foods that are causing food sensitivities or they are the sensitive foods and they're causing inflammation, antibody production, they're causing leaky gut, they're causing Crohn's, they're causing your colitis to get worse, they're causing your celiac to get worse, they're causing you to be constipated and have diarrhea on a daily basis to where you're having to go to the bathroom because you're literally pooping yourself and there's blood in it. You don't think that you're gonna consider eliminating foods in your diet that was, that's contributing to this? I mean, now granted, I wasn't running to the bathroom like some of the people are who come in here that say that, you know, when they eat soy or they eat wheat or they eat all, you know, even avocados, sometimes they have to run to the bathroom because it can't help, you know, it hurts their digestive tract. I cut out tomatoes and I was, you know, got more in shape. Imagine if you can't go to the bathroom and you cut out tomatoes and now you're able to go to bathroom on a consistent basis, you wouldn't cut out tomatoes consistently? I cut out dairy a long time ago. And when I cut out dairy, I felt healthier. I wasn't as tired. My poops dramatically changed and I wasn't as bloated. I had more definition in my muscles. Like I, you know, I train, I work out. So I imagine food goes in, things go out that don't belong. Well, we've always heard about like whey protein, you know, cow milk based. And sometimes whey protein on the digestive tract is hard. Cow's milk doesn't need to be consumed by humans. You never need to consume cow milk. So that's what I'm saying is why would you even think about consuming cheese knowing that you have the need to help your digestive tract? So I tell people, start with the food you're eating. If you want to get healthier poops, cut out some of the foods you think might causing problems. And if you want to get the list again, like I said, try these to eliminate. Eliminate nuts, eliminate milk and dairy, eliminate wheat, eliminate shellfish, eliminate eggs, eliminate uh, soy and seeds and see what happens. Alcohol too, I'll throw that in the mix as well. The fourth tip for having healthier pooping, support your liver. Most people never think about their digestive tract and their liver. But I'm telling you right now, there's a direct connection between your liver and your digestive tract, especially your intestinal tract.
When the liver produces bile, this bile is an acid that comes out and breaks down fat and cholesterol and protein that you've consumed. If you make this bile, you will make a high amount of bile from the liver if you consume a lot of fat and cholesterol, which is a typical American diet. That's the sad American diet. Highly processed fats and oils. And so that means the liver has to make a lot of bile in order to break down all this fat. Go look up at how many people have gallbladder issues and keep in mind that the gallbladder is directly connected to the liver and stores all the bile that the liver has to make due to all the food consumption from a processed diet. Now, if the liver is working overtime to make this bile, so is the gallbladder. But keep in mind, this is primary bile acid production. Considering, and I really shouldn't say this is primary because the stomach's making acid too. The stomach's making acid, the liver's making bile acid, and I say B-I-L-E, bile. And then the digestive tract, the intestinal tract, is also making bile acids in addition after you've digested the food and it's processed through the, the small intestinal tract. So this is how your digestive tract works when you eat something. When you consume a cheeseburger, you eat the cheeseburger and it goes into your throat, goes into your stomach, and your stomach makes acid. Even before you started making the acid and making the digestive uh, stomach, you know, break down the, the bile, I mean, break down the burger, your body was producing things because you saw the burger, you started getting ready to produce, you know, things that were going to break down food for energy. That's what bile does. It breaks down fat so that you can get fat and use it for energy. Fat is great for us. Fat is not a bad thing. Years ago, when you were told to go on a low-fat diet, it's because they thought it was going to be bad for your cholesterol. And we'll get into that in a second. But we need cholesterol. We need fat in order to survive. All of our hormones come from fat. And so I'm a big proponent of eating fat and cholesterol, just healthy kind. Kind that don't make your liver have to make too much bile. Because as you're digesting this cheeseburger, once it gets through the liver, your liver is going to store whatever it needs out of nutrients-wise, like including the fat. But it's going to go through the small intestines, and then that cheeseburger is going to go to the intestinal tract, right? The small intestines and the large intestines. Well, the small and large intestines also make bile. They make things to break down the cheeseburger as well. Because keep in mind, your body consumes food because it needs nutrients out of this cheeseburger. But if there's no nutrients in cheeseburger, your body's going to say, well, what do we do with this thing? We can't use the bun because it's processed. We can't use the oil because it's processed. We can't use the dairy because it's processed. The meat, is this even real meat? I mean, I remember reading about like Taco Bell had like yoga mat in their meat at one point. So I don't even know if meat's actually meat when you eat it from fast food. So imagine your body's trying to break this down, store it in the liver, store it and process it through the digestive tract. And it's making a bunch of bile. While you make too much bile, your liver and your gallbladder become backed up, become inflamed, overused. Your digestive tract becomes inflamed and irritable bowel syndrome comes in. Imagine the link between the liver and the digestive tract is the fact that once you inflame your liver due to your processed diet, not only are you worried about fatty liver disease and diabetes and heart disease and dementia, you're most likely having irritable bowel syndrome at the same time. You're most likely having leaky gut at the same time because keep in mind, it's the same person eating the same cheeseburger. The cheeseburger has to come from the mouth to your colon and has to pass through your liver, your small intestines, and your large intestines. While it's doing that, it's inflaming everything it touches, including the liver and the digestive tract, which both make things to break down this cheeseburger. 
But if you can't break down this cheeseburger correctly because your liver's inflamed or your digestive tract has a bunch of leaky holes in it, you're going to be in sad shape because liver makes bile acids that pass through the intestinal tract of a healthy person six to 10 times a day, which means you're basically making bile and producing it even when you don't eat. But if you eat a lot, then you're having to make a lot of bile, which means you're making a lot of work for the liver and it's directly causing inflammation of the digestive tract. And if you're causing inflammation of the digestive tract with the cheeseburger, let's talk about your microbiome real quick. When you support your liver, you're also supporting your microbiome. And we've heard of the microbiome. It's your bacteria that is in your digestive tract, your good bacteria. Now, you've heard of probiotics. Some people take probiotics. Some people drink their probiotics. Either way, you know that you have good bacteria in your digestive tract by now. It's called your microbiome. And this microbiome is a communicational system of a, it looks like a carpet, like a shaggy carpet that's sitting on top of your digestive tract. And this shaggy carpet is like this foamy communicational system between the digestive tract and the brain. And the microbiome controls and makes hormones, vitamins. It can makes a lot of things in response to the food you eat. So if you eat a cheeseburger, the byproducts in your microbiome from that cheeseburger are not going to be good because there's no nutrients in that cheeseburger to begin with. So you're not going to make hormones or vitamins from that cheeseburger. And so it's going to disrupt your microbiome process. So imagine now I'm looking at supporting the liver and I'm saying, well, how does that support my digestive tract? If you support your liver, you support the microbiome and you support the bile production in your digestive tract. The pure, simple way to look at it is this. Your liver needs help in the digestive process, and so does your digestive tract. They work hand in hand. Support both of them at the same time by changing your diet to a healthier non-processed or less processed diet with real food. And if you want to support the liver and the digestive tract, L-glutamine does both. L-glutamine supports leaky gut. L-glutamine is a precursor to glutathione. The glutamine goes to the liver and makes glutathione in the liver. There you go. That's one way to support your digestive tract and that supports your liver and supports healthy poops. And if you're still not convinced you need to support the liver for healthier poops, here you go. 80% of patients with liver cirrhosis have been reported to have one or more relevant GI symptoms. Which means when your liver is turning to a calcified cirrhotic liver or an inflamed liver, you're having GI symptoms while this is happening. Support your liver, support your digestive tract. Tip number five for healthier pooping. Take your vitamins. The gut microbiome in your digestive tract plays an important role in health. And diet is a key modulator of, gut, of the gut microbiome. The gut microbiome contains a huge number of bacteria and viruses and parasites. But these viruses, parasites, and bacteria directly help you make your vitamins. It's a bi-directional kind of, you know, give and take pathway. You have to consume water-soluble B vitamins. You have to consume fat-soluble vitamins. Either way, you have to consume this because they go directly into your digestive tract's microbiome, and then it makes more vitamins. 
It's interesting, right? Like think about this. Your digestive tract needs vitamins in order to make vitamins. Vitamin A, vitamin B6, vitamin C, and vitamin E all directly go and support the gut microbiome. And I think about malnutrition and leaky gut syndrome and the processed foods with no nutrients. And I'm thinking most people are malnourished and then they have leaky gut. And then they're taking years of antibiotics, which have wiped out their good bacteria in their digestive tract. So I'm thinking these people need all the vitamins they can get. I love vitamins. I say, okay, vitamins for the gut. Vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B6, vitamin C, vitamin E. The fat-soluble vitamins, you need to take those with fat. The B water-soluble the B water -soluble vitamins, you're going to need a constant amount. And if you consume too many B, -soluble, uh, B water soluble vitamins like B6, B9, and B12, if you take too many B vitamins, don't worry about it. You're not going to pee them out. They just go to your large intestinal tract to be absorbed there and stored for later use. Isn't that cool? Your body just knows what to do with the foods and the nutrients you put in it. You just have to put the right stuff in there. And so far in the course of trying to get healthier poops, let's just backtrack real quick. Now I'm telling you to take your vitamins. I told you exactly which ones to take. I've told you take care of your liver. L-glutamine is a great supplement to take care of your liver. Then I go back and I say, well, look at the foods that you're eating. Is that causing inflammation in your digestive tract? Start removing the dairy, start removing the wheat, the soy, even the alcohol, because it's all causing inflammation and leaky gut, which is not good for your poops. And then I talk about even doing the L-glutamine first thing in the morning. Do the glutamine first thing in the morning, two scoops of glutamine on an empty stomach with just water, and you'll get healthier poops. And then if you do the poops first thing in the morning, because I told you your circadian rhythm is a 24-hour cycle, which means your sleep is dependent on you pooping first thing in the morning, now you have a routine. And it brings us back to the idea that it's a practice to get healthier poops. It's not easy. There's no way it's easy to get healthier poops because it's taken Baldo a while to kind of get to the two or three times in the morning. It's taken me to kind of reset my clock, if you will, to get me in the morning to go on a consistent basis. But when I go, I feel great. I'm not straining. It's healthy. It's consistent. It looks like a brown banana, which what we talked about at the beginning. I take L-glutamine on a daily basis to help my digestive tract make that brown banana. I eat healthy avocado. Less red meat, more fish meat to help me make a healthy brown banana poop. I take care of my mental well-being and my emotional stress in my body. And I meditate and I pray and I do sauna in the morning. So it relaxes my nervous system and then I can go poop whenever I want throughout the day. Because if you're stressed, you're not able to do that. I look at taking care of my liver on a daily basis because if you haven't heard any of our other podcasts by now, the liver might be the most important organ next to your brain. So now we've talked about the liver, the brain, and the gut connection, and all these things support one another. Getting up first thing in the morning, taking care of yourself and putting yourself first is not selfish. That's what this podcast is all about. We just tried to reset your morning routine, right? Because if you're not having good poops, your morning routine is off and you're probably, your whole day's off. So then I say, okay, healthier poop starts first thing in the morning when you wake up, not when you're sleeping at night. It's when you wake up in the morning, you start facing your day and stress starts attacking you. Your digestive tract tenses up when that happens, when you're in sympathetic mode. 
We want your body to live in parasympathetic mode where you can have healthier poops. And the way to healthier parasympathetic mode is having things like your L-glutamine go into things like GABA, which is your parasympathetic neurotransmitter. If you're inflamed all the time, your digestive tract, your brain, your heart, everything is inflamed. That means your body's not doing well. Healthier poops will show you that you fixed your digestive tract and you're reducing the inflammation in your body and you have tons of energy and your sleep is doing well. I'm telling you right now, healthy poops means you're sleeping well and vice versa. If you're not sleeping well, you're not pooping well. We can fix both by starting with what you do first thing in the morning. If you want a supplement, I keep mentioning L-glutamine. We have that supplement. It's called gut. Yes, we have a gut powder with L-glutamine powder in it, four grams. You can find it at idovitamins.com, mswnutrition.com. You want more motivation to get start with this? Use code NURSEDOZA for a discount. Start taking gut. Like I said, one to two scoops first in the morning, empty stomach with just water. See what your poops do after that. Also, make sure to check out our next group consult, the Nurse Doza Healthy Happy Hour. The link is in the description. Get involved. Sign up for the newsletter at mswlounge.com. Once again, I'm so grateful to meet you each and every week. Take this knowledge, apply it, share it. Class is concluded. Keep working on your health.